G'day everyone. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the round of footy that was, the new contenders and the new flag favourite, the top midfielders not getting looked after by the umpires, aka Patrick Cripps, and Don Scott, massive allegations with Hawthorne's salary cap issues in the late 80s and 90s. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Round eight, done and dusted. That was a pretty enjoyable round of footy, wasn't it? A lot of close games going on. It was good to see. If football was at a, well, I wouldn't know if you, I don't know if you say a high quality, if you consider uh, yesterday's game between Geelong and Frio, but there were some good ones. Yeah, that, yeah, Frio and Geelong game, arguably the worst game of all time, some are calling it. Yeah, it's definitely, but, I think Frio were one goal off the lowest score of in the last 60 years. They were, they were. I mean, the conditions didn't help, but still. No, it was shocking conditions. It was bucketing from the yeah. get-go, but yeah. But not great. Um, but yeah, overall, the, the weekend's games of footy were, were really good. Um, you know, Thursday night was close. Um, and, you know, a couple of games on the Saturday were pretty close too. And then you had the Sunday one, the early one, where yes, uh, Adelaide nearly got their first win over Essendon. So it's been a good round. It was a really good round. I enjoyed it, um, obviously, apart from Monday night, but it was good. It was good, <laughs> good to see. So... Um, and there was a few uh, new contenders to emerge and definitely a new flag favourite that is looking very ominous at the moment. Well, if you go back three or four weeks ago, we were saying the Eagles were, well, we didn't see them doing much at all this season. Next thing they turn around and, yeah, they're probably the flag favourites, you'd think, after dismantling Collingwood. I think just the way they're going about it, it's just they're looking very dangerous. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it helps that they're at, they're at home. They're at home, yeah. It helps big time with the crowd and... You know, that excitement back in the game that they probably weren't getting up in Queensland, but yeah, exactly right. they're definitely and on fire. All their, all their big names are really starting to hit some form now. Um, Andrew Gaff's back to his best. Josh Kennedy, who we'll get Oof. to, is just unbelievable. And um, even Tim Kelly now is starting to really look settled at West Coast. Um, I know he's definitely featuring in the pressure point votes as of late. So it, all things are looking really well, really good for West Coast. And, you know, if, they, if the finals or, you know, wherever the grand final gets played, if it does end up getting played in Perth, Surely that that's that's their flag for them, isn't it? Well, I think it's theirs to lose at the moment. Yeah. With the form that they're in, I mean, Collingwood would have been in good form, and they got just they looked like a second class team against West Coast. So yeah. you'd, you'd have to say they're flag favourites, and it's theirs to lose. Yeah, for sure. But we'll see what happens. Um, a big talking point from the weekend's games is uh, the top midfielders not getting looked after by the umpires, um, in particular Patrick Cripps against North Melbourne, um, where it just seemed like he was getting assaulted and had two or three hanging off him and, and dragging him down, and the umpires just didn't seem to pick it up. Well, the vision that's been going around all weekend, I know most people have probably seen it by now, but, yeah, he had two-on-ones most of the time, and they were just tackling him. He didn't even have the ball. It was yeah. nowhere near him. So I don't know how the umpires missed that, especially because they've been so soft with their free kicks as of late. Um, you know, I mean, especially for key forwards, they can't, you know, take a mark without getting their jumper tugged and a free kick being paid. And then they miss, you know, key midfielders like Cripps mm. being dragged to the ground. I don't I don't understand how they miss it. But. Exactly right. You know, like, if I feel like the forwards are getting protected and, you know, defenders are getting protected for incidents like that. But, you know, your top ball winners need to be protected a lot more. I oh. mean, like, the same happens to Dusty as well. Like, Nat Fife, they all get this sort of attention and, um, you know, it doesn't get picked up all the time. And I think the Crips one was just very obvious from the weekend with that, you know, that vision that you were talking about where he literally got dragged down. He got manhandled off the ball. Oh, he got pulled to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I understand if they were tugging his jump and the umpire missed that. But he got d- tackled, yeah, basically. exactly right. Yeah, it wasn't like a subtle hold or anything. Was no, it? he yeah. got dragged to the ground. How do you miss yeah. that? 
It's like had no- it- North had a game plan just to go after him and well, and they get away there. with it. Even yeah. if even if they give away two free kicks a game, it's worth it because they keep Crips quiet. Yeah, absolutely, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> so and he's he's yeah, in, in saying that Crips has had to. I mean, by his standards, he hasn't had his best season just because he's he's just he's such a good player. But it's it's because of this. Yeah, oh, this has definitely contributed. Yeah. Every week he's having players hanging off him like this. Yeah, so. Carlton are just lucky that they've you know hit another level this year so far, and they don't need but him anymore. Other to players win. have chimed in. Yeah, yeah, they don't need him to win anymore because otherwise they'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, for sure. So I believe Carlton has put in a complaint to the AFL. Yeah, and, and so they should they? because this one only opened it up for Crips, but every other midfielder as well that gets yep. manhandled like this. So for sure. Oh, I'm all for tagging. You know, like I I yeah. love to see a player get tagged because it's just you know it's the battle between the two players, but. Yeah. Come on, I don't want to see them get dragged off the ball when you know they're nowhere near it. It's not. It's, it wasn't just tagging by one player. It was you know two or three players just jumping on him. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Like it's yeah. not. A, it's not the classic tag. Yeah. That, you know, you can enjoy watching it. It was awful to see. So I hope this year, Carlton bringing this up will hopefully open it up for a lot of other midfielders. Yeah, Let's see how we go with that. Um, yeah, and another big, uh, big talking point over the last twenty four hours actually was. Um, former Hawthorne great Don Scott has come out with um, some massive allegations regarding Hawthorne's salary cap in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, the, the secret credit cards, I reckon, coming from Tasmania paying players under the table. That is huge, isn't it? Now, I don't know how you feel about this, but if they do an invest, the AFL does an investigation into this, like, you know, because that's serious claims, mm. and they find that Hawthorne was guilty of doing it, do they strip them of flags? Because some of the players that they were keeping in that mm. time, they had some stars, yeah. Gary Ayres, Dermot Brereton, like, you know, just Jason Dunstall. Like, yeah. They've got some big players. If they're blowing the salary cap like that and it gets found that they were guilty of it, do they get stripped? I mean, it's happened. I mean, in other sports it's happened, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only thing is, I guess it was, you know, 30 years ago now and, you know, and it, w- it wasn't even in the AFL era. That's yeah. how long ago it was. But I don't know, surely, like, they have to have some. I mean, you can't punish the current team because, you know, it was 30 years no. ago. But do you take away their premierships or it's what, what happens there? Do you reckon they just don't look into it? I think they have to look into it, don't they? Well, I think, think they so. have to do their due diligence and, and look into it. Well, yeah. It'd be wrong if they didn't. Yeah. It's it's, it's a really hard one. I mean, if, they're, if they do find stuff that is proven that they're cheating, then they have to, don't they? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this might hit home a bit harder for you being a Carlton supporter knowing you guys got done with the salary cap. Yeah. So you got you Carlton. I mean, Carlton got found, you know, whilst they were doing it. Yeah. So I guess it's a little bit different. You're not talking thirty years in the past, but yeah, surely something comes from it. I think it's just because Hawthorne won a lot of flags during that era. That that's what's going to be the tough one. Like whether you take a, you know, take all those flags off them. Well, they won I think four, wasn't it? They won heaps. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. That, that's a big. That's a big blow for take away their flags. Oh, I'm not sure about it. It's yeah. I think the AFL needs to look into it though. Just yeah. With, it's just a massive allegation and they, I don't think they can ignore it. And if they do, then that's going to look even more suspicious. Yeah, it'll yeah. make them look even more guilty. because yeah. and, and it'll look like the AFL has already known about it. Correct. Yeah. So I think they have to look into it and <laughs> whether they get their flags taken off them or not, that's uh, something we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we'll get into the to the Round 8 games starting way back on, on Thursday night between Gold Coast and the Bulldogs. So this was a, a really close game, a good one. Um, it was wet as well. Gold Coast, geez, they were that they were that close to winning it they as were, well. I mean, not to you know, they were sniffing around, weren't they? They had their chances to win late, and they missed a lot of shots. Mm. Um, I know Isaac Rankin kicked one goal four. Yeah, it was uh, exciting though. Oh, but just when he gets the ball, you yeah, you just feel that excitement in the air that he's going to do something special. Yeah. I mean, 
one goal four wasn't exactly special, but for a young player to be getting the footy like he does, yeah. it's, you know, it's a big that, thing. That hangar in the last quarter, oh. you know, wet footy, it was just it stuck to him. It was, it was great to see. Can I just say as well, this game here is proof that even in wet football, you can still have good games. Yeah, for So sure. that Geelong Freer one we mentioned earlier was an awful game of football. You know, it was wet, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it's not like it's wet, it's doomed to be a bad game. They, they This game here shows otherwise. So. Correct, yeah. And the Bulldogs had to be, they had to play unbelievable footy to get over the line there as well. So and then the dogs looked really good, um, but yeah, I think the Gold Coast lost no fans from that game. They were they were quite impressive, um, and yeah, the Rankin show just it <laughs> just keeps rolling. Um, but he wasn't in the votes this week, uh, Big Isaac. He missed out unfortunately. Surprising. Well, if he had have kicked his four points, he probably would have been three votes. Correct. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we gave one vote to David Swallow, who's uh, who's putting together some really good form. Two votes to Took Miller. And three votes to Jack McRae, who was uh, really starting to make a charge in, in the voting with us. I think he's hit top five now, I believe. Yeah, ours, yeah, yeah. It's a late charge for him, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, Friday night's game between GWS and Richmond. Um, I'll, I'll let you take over this one. <laughs> More than happy to do so. <laughs> no, look, I mean, going into the first half of the game, I wasn't too upset. I thought the Tigers were, were okay. I thought the bowl, both teams were pretty decent, I would have thought. I mean... Richmond as well, having a fair few players missing. Um, I thought it was quite a good contest. It was close. We wasted opportunities, though, up, up forward. Um, Richmond, that is. Wasted a lot of opportunities. And, I mean, in the end, it showed. I mean, GWS, I think, got up by oh, a couple of goal or two or something like that. It was very close in the end. But I think Richmond probably should have come away with, you know, four-goal winners or something like that with the amount of shots that they've missed. But in saying that, no one was stopping Toby Green from booting five goals. And, geez, he's a superstar. He's a freak show. He's unbelievable. He isn't. Oh, I love I, him. Yeah, I can't. I, I used I used to sort of be against him, I think, because he was so good. You know, you just don't like yeah. players that are good. But I can't help but be drawn towards watching him play. He's just so exciting. Yeah. Even, you know, kicking a goal against Richmond, I'm watching him going, geez, that's impressive. Like, yeah. You can't even hold anything against him for it. And, yeah, GWS, I think, just showed. And it was, you know, a close game. I think it still showed that they've um, got the ability to win those sort of games. Might, yeah. Even though against depleted Richmond, they're missing players themselves. So I think they're like four grand final players short or whatever compared to what they had last year's granny. So yeah, yeah. So they had a bit of an out, a few outs as well, and it was just a great game for the Giants. Yeah, it was massive for them to get the win, especially after the grand final. Yeah, um, I think they needed to to show something after that. Um, and yeah, yeah, Toby Green, he, he, I think he is their best player now. Oh, he has to. He's be, their most he? important player when he's on. They're on. Um, the things he can do in the forward line is is incredible. He's just a. He's a freak, <laughs> and he's not—he's not just a small forward that kicks crumbs. Like he—he he kicked a goal from forty-five yeah. meters out. Like he is kicks big goals. Yeah, he's a superstar, out and out superstar. Um, but yeah, we'll get—we'll go to the votes for that game. Uh, so we gave Dusty Martin one vote, which is first vote for the year, <laughs> which is which is rare for Dusty. I think it took him to round eight to get a vote. It's incredible considering the player that he's been the last few years. Um, two votes to Josh Kelly and three votes to to Toby Green. Uh, the game on the Saturday afternoon was between North Melbourne and Carlton at the Gabba. Um, an interesting game, this one. I mean, like the Blues in the first quarter looked unbelievable. Um, they really just showed that, okay, they're going to put the foot down on a, on a struggling team. Um, it was really impressive the way they were playing. They were all, um, looked like they were just continuing the form from uh, the last couple of weeks. But after quarter time, North really, really fought back. Um, and they made it a real contest and made things very scary towards the end. <laughs> um, I mean, as a Carlton supporter, I wasn't really too nervous. Like, it, we never really looked like losing, but I was just more just disappointed that we let North back into it. Um, 
yeah, I just felt like we'll just make them costly errors. We're a bit lazy. Um, and geez, North North did have their chances, especially on the three quarter time siren with Jasper Pittard turning that ball. Oh, he'd, he'd be very sheepish uh, oh. facing his teammates, wouldn't he? This week, that was horrible from him. That but, was yeah. poor. I mean, are people saying Murphy dived? Oh, he Murphy didn't even like didn't even know he was coming. Yeah, I, even if it was a light push, just getting shoved without realizing, no. you can trip over yourself that easily. Like if if you know what I mean, it definitely didn't dive. He definitely didn't dive, but yeah, it was just um, you know. Undisciplined from Pittard. Yeah, he didn't need to do it. Shocking, shocking behaviour. Um, and you know, if North kicked that goal, they they go in front at three quarter time, and who knows from there. Well, it changes everything, doesn't yeah, it? Correct. And then yeah, Carlton ends up winning by seven points. Uh, it's probably that probably changes the game right there. Um, but a few things I noticed from the game. You know, Will Setterfield's having a really good year. Um, he's really stepping up with you know Cripps being a bit down on form. He's that you know that other big body midfielder that's really coming through. He was a high draft pick and. Um, yeah, he's really showing us why he's uh, highly touted at the club. And then Sam Doherty finally got to play his 100th game. You know. Jeez, that's weird but, to say. I feel it, like he's been around for so it long. It makes him sound like a, a really young player, but just because with his you know knee injuries and, he's and all that. He's currently co-captain of your club. I know, and he's just played his 100th game then. So it's... Uh, Well-deserved. Oh, couldn't be happier for him. And, and I'm you know more more glad that we got the win for him than, than anything else. He, he deserved that um, with everything he's been through and the, and the leader that he is around the club. Um, but the votes for that game, we gave one vote to Lockie Plowman, uh, two votes to Matthew Kennedy, and three votes to Will Setterfield. Uh, Saturday afternoon, it was Sydney and Hawthorne at the SCG. Jeez, we, last week we did say like Hawthorne can't lose this, can they? Well, they they came out and did just that. Jeez. So I tell you what, I did like to see from this game though. I was, I loved the beef between Pabli and Tom Mitchell. I, I just love a bit of fire in the game. It was good to see sort of players, it was great. players go, you know, at each other. Pabli kicks a goal, goes and rubs it straight in the Mitchell. Then down the other end, Mitchell kicks a goal and the his teammates get around, like, you know, rubbing Pabli, Pabli on the head and letting him know. Yeah. It was. I thought it was great to see. Yeah, it. there's nothing wrong with it. No. no. I mean, uh, like, there was, was who, who said it was Lee Montagna coming out and saying there should be a taunting rule? Yeah, Lee Montagna wants a band to be on players taunting because it's an embarrassing look for the game. I think it's great. Oh, it, okay. shows, it shows that you're passionate about your club too. Like, you know, you, you're going against the opposition. It, I think it's good. I, I mean, depending what you're saying, of course, but... It's more embarrassing for Lee Montagna to come out and say that, to be honest. Well, he just looks a little bit oh, come timid on, now, doesn't mate. he? That's just ridiculous. Uh, this is It's all a part of the game, that sort of stuff. You know, it's... It's up to the the player that's getting taunted. It's up to them to be more disciplined to not, you know, retaliate. Well, that's the whole it? part of it. It's getting yeah. into the opponent's head and you know letting him know you're there. And if he decides to react, well, then you won. Exactly right. So it's all a game. It's yeah. a game within a game, really. And I think it's all for you know oh, it's play on. Ridiculous. I can't believe that was even talked about. To be honest, and then Evan Clarkson um, said something about Papley, didn't he? He said he, he oh, milks, he mil- free, he milks kicks free kicks better well, than anyone. Well, did he did he milk his four goals? Well, apparently he only got <laughs> he only got one free kick anyway that game. So yeah, so did, he must did, be milking him pretty bad. Yeah, that he only got the one. <laughs> but yeah, I think speaking of Papley, he was a star, wasn't he? Oh, he's he's unbelievable. He's like, we say this value. every week, but yeah, he's, but his dollar value shot through the roof. I know the Blues are looking at getting him, but they're gonna have to pay a little bit more for him. We're gonna him have now, to give they? up something really good for him. Yeah, yeah, but oh my god, every time every time I watch him, I'm just like. If we got, if we ended up getting him last season, where we that would have been unbelievable. But would have been huge. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's probably the best small forward in the game. I'd say. Well, well I wouldn't say probably. Probably he is. He, I think he, he has definitely. To be, he is. has to be. Yeah. I, I can't remember the the, num- the number, but there's a ridiculous amount of consecutive games that he's kicked at least one goal. Yeah. And it's higher than anyone else in the league at the moment. It just shows that you know, even as a small forward, he's just tearing it up. Yeah. 
between him and um, Charlie Cameron, maybe those two that oh, be vying be for the best, the best small forward in yeah. the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but no, it was a. I think that game was played in the wet as well. There was a lot of games in the wet over the weekend. Surprisingly, and... Melbourne was the only place that wasn't raining this weekend. Oh, no. and we had no footy. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but the votes for that game, we gave one vote to Jager O'Meara, two votes to Jake Lloyd, and three votes to the Pap. Uh, Saturday night, Port Adelaide and St Kilda. So this was dubbed as one of the matches of the round for us. Um, it definitely lived up to it. It was pretty close up until the last quarter. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I know there was a few people excited to watch this game, especially early Saturday Arvo. Um, I don't know. It was just a big game, wasn't it? And yeah. it was. And Saints really showed Port that they're, you know, no, maybe not as uh, strong a contender as I thought they might have been. Yeah, or does that just show how the Saints are actually quite good? Well, yeah, you, it's, you can take sort of either side, can't you? There yeah. it shows either Port maybe aren't as good as they thought, or Saints are better than people would, um, you know, thought they were. So yeah. Great to see, and Dan Butler is just at it again, isn't he? Oh, he, again, and there's another small forward that's probably vying for that spot as well as, as the best in the comp. He's pushing. Um, you know, ever since he's moved from Richmond, he's been he's been incredible. Um, Paddy Ryder had his best game in a Saints jumper as well. Yeah, was, uh, for sure. Against a couple his of old goals club. against his old side. Yep, really good to see. Um, yeah, but as I said, the scores were really tight up until probably five or ten minutes into the last quarter, and then the Saints were able to kick away. They only kick one point for the game, which is, I think is a record. Has to be, yeah. yeah has to be a record. Um, so they were, they were incredibly impressive. Um, it just shows the Saints' maturity as well. Yeah. So like in that last quarter to be able to hold stead and then, you know, kick away and not Again, pull and back into the game. Especially with Port having their fans as well. Like it was a, it was a pretty uh, yeah. intimidating crowd. Oh, 100%. So, the the adult, fans down in Adelaide are very yeah. aggressive. So to be able to do that yeah. definitely shows the maturity and how they're growing. And uh, for those of you that are, that listened to our podcast probably a couple of weeks ago, now we had uh, Richo on, for, uh, <laughs> our lovely Saints Saints mate, and I uh, messaged him on Saturday night after the game, just saying Saints, and he uh, he replied saying we are officially elite. So he's changed his tune in a couple of weeks. Well, from, from going to put money on uh, Adelaide to beat St Kilda to now calling them elite, that's a very big change. So uh, yeah, so it's fair to say he's quite happy, and he's uh, I think he's back on the Saints now. I think a lot of people are. Yeah. Uh, but we'll go to the votes. So we had one vote to Rowan Marshall, two votes to Paddy Ryder, and three votes to Hunter Clark, who uh, arguably had his best game for the Saints. Sunday, oh, Adelaide and Essendon. <laughs> Jeez, this was very close to being a very funny episode for us. Oh, I mean, we joked about it last week, saying, could this be Adelaide's first win? And, and then, you know, we, we did say, nah, there's no chance. There's no way Adelaide <laughs> will get close to Essendon. But, geez, they almost pinched a win. Oh, this would have been... Uh, Personally, it would have been nice to see, um, <laughs> but we try to be uh, as unbiased as possible here on the podcast. And, it's all funny games. Yeah. Um, but Adelaide had their chances. They were very wasteful. They kicked one goal six in the last quarter. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, so they, they almost kick even three it. more of those, they win the game. Yeah. They almost should have done it. Um, Essendon do look like a team that's missing a few stars and um, they are looking a bit shaky. I yeah. yeah. That, you know... Without that sort of star power, it does it does hurt clubs for sure. But I think that that probably shows they're relying on them a bit too much, yeah, too heavily. Um, but yeah, they they didn't look like a top eight side as they have in previous weeks. That's for sure. Nah, um, and then uh, Conor McKenna made a comical <laughs> error, didn't he? Kicking to himself and oh, but no, he. Did he kick it to himself and then he missed it or something? Or was it a fresh airy? No, no. He, it, it was actually really impressive. He was So he's running through the middle of the ground and instead of bouncing it, he's just done like a little kick to himself like they used to do out of full back. 
Oh, and that's right. He did and he's th- just kept running. But he also did a fresh airy. Oh, did he? I must have missed Adelaide that Adelaide went on and kicked a goal from it. See, I must yeah. have missed that one. But yeah. I saw the one he did in the middle of the ground and yeah. I thought that was actually quite impressive yeah. considering he's a man that we, uh, you know, not too long ago, we'll give him <laughs> to him a bit. I should, I should give him credit when he does something pretty impressive like that. Uh, but no, it was uh, that. Well, yeah, so that was, a, that was a really entertaining game. Um, and yeah, I think Adelaide are definitely improving. And they've, they've gone from being uncompetitive to competitive now. And I think they're... They're not too far away from a win. Well, I was about yeah. to say, it wasn't long ago we were saying we don't see them winning any games. But yeah. after this, you know, I reckon they'll, they should, you'd be surprised now if they don't. Yeah, for sure. Um, the votes, we gave Lachlan Murphy one vote for his three goals. Uh, two votes to Andrew McGrath and three votes to Zach Merritt, who was easily best on ground. The other game on the Sunday was between West Coast and Collingwood. This was dubbed the match of the round and uh, certainly didn't live up to it, that's for sure. Not at all, but I tell you what, as we mentioned earlier, a new flag favourite definitely emerged. Absolutely. Eagles looked unbelievable. Pretty much after quarter time, man. Collingwood, Collingwood were winning at quarter time, but then um, yeah, West Coast after that just put the foot down. No, West Coast <laughs> and Josh Kent, led by Josh Kennedy. Yeah. Kick seven. Seven straight, That's, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a shortened game. And he was kicking, he kicked a couple from the boundary line, I'm pretty yep. sure. Like, that was ridiculous the way he was playing. Yeah. To the point where. I mean, it was late in the last, so I don't see the point of it, but Collingwood had to swap defender. They put Brody Majacek back there on yeah. him to try and stop. I thought he's already kicked seven at this point. Yeah, it, I know. A little bit too little too late, I would have thought. But yeah, yeah, Pies, I mean, that did look like a team missing some key players. but For sure. That's very unlike them to have a performance like they did. Yeah, it was very out, out of character. I haven't seen Collingwood get smashed like that in a long time. It was actually quite nice. <laughs> it was refreshing. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, very ominous from the Eagles. And I think that, uh, that, that has put them into flag favoritism and, and rightly so with the amount of the games that they're going to have in, in Perth for the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. And that, they made Collingwood look shaky. I thought they looked yeah. a bit nervous almost. Like yeah. They didn't know where bit, to kick it. They were a bit overwhelmed. A overwhelmed, a bit lost. Like they, you know, they're just sort of kicking it long, hoping for the best and yeah. turning it over a bit. It's just, yeah, they just sort of shook Collingwood up, I think. Yeah. And so the, um, the home ground factors back as well. You know, their crowd, yeah. the crowd gets involved and it's back to that old, you know, that uh, well, everyone knows that Perth Stadium is, is like that with their fans. You know, they, they influence the umpiring. They influence a lot of things there Oh, because they're just so loud. But in saying that, you know, if Collingwood was playing at the MCG and they had 80,000 yeah, supporters, exactly right. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, obviously this year they're not going to get that. Correct. But in saying that, if you want to contend, you're still going to be able to put up a fight even, you know, with a few opposition fans yelling at you. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the votes for that game, so we have one vote to Tim Kelly, two votes to Andrew Gaff, and three votes to Josh Kennedy. The Sunday night game was between Melbourne and Brisbane. This one was, jeez, uh, it became an absolute nail-biter towards the end. A lot closer than I think anybody yeah. expected I mean, it to be. Brisbane had a fair lead, and, and Melbourne really, really brought it back late. Um, and I thought that, they almost looked like they were going to win it. They probably should have won it. They, had, they were all over Brisbane, and um, there was just a few costly errors at the end that it really got him. Yeah, it was one of those classic scenarios where they probably had more of the football and was winning more of it and just couldn't get it on the scoreboard. It, you know, yeah. didn't scoreboard didn't reflect the way they played at the end of the game. But geez, it was not well. Once again, another team that showed maturity to sort of you know drag the lead back and get closer to a team like Brisbane, who's sitting on top of the ladder now, equally with Ports. So. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that that that's just a sort of a job done for Brisbane. I reckon they'll, yeah. they'll be relieved with that win. Um, yeah, as you said, that puts them equal top. Um, and Melbourne, but yeah, Melbourne have definitely improved anyway. Yeah, they've sh- they've shown yeah. really good, really really good signs. Yeah, um, compared to where they were sitting, you know, only four weeks ago or so. They Correct. Were, you yeah. know, looking a bit like Adelaide, not you know, probably weren't going to win many games. Yeah, weren't too exciting. 
um, this showed otherwise. You know, I yeah. mean, a, a late fifty meter penalty in the game, you know, gave Brisbane you know a bit more breathing room and sort of made things completely different. So you take that fifty meter penalty away, and who knows? For sure, yeah, who knows? But yeah, as I said, Melbourne. If I reckon there was another three to five minutes left in that game, I reckon they would have won it. So, but the votes for that game, we'll give one vote to Clayton Oliver, two votes to Zane, Dane Zorko, and three votes to Lockie Neal, who uh, is back in a big way, isn't he? He's back. He had a week off from the pressure point votes, but he's yep. crawled his way back in. Yeah, and he's uh, absolutely smashing it at the moment. He's seven votes clear, which um, he's going to be hard to beat from here. Which, let me say, I think it's still remarkable that our other man, Matt Rowell, is still sitting number two, is he? He is, still second. He hasn't played in three <laughs> or four weeks, and he's still second on the list. It shows how good he was. And also just shows the inconsistency with some players in their form. Yeah, no one's really um, making a real charge, have they? Apart from yeah. Lockie Neal, yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody, they're having decent games, but no one's really yeah, having a blowout year. Yeah, so... But no, it's good to say, I think he's... Uh, yeah, he should win the Brownlow this year, you'd, you'd think. I'm very surprised if he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the Monday night game... As we were saying before, probably the worst game, or definitely the worst game of the season, and, and arguably one of the worst games ever uh, between Freo and Geelong. Yeah, it was a bit of, <laughs> bit of a stinker. Atrocious conditions, horrible. Probably, yeah, it probably the worst conditions you can play in front of. Like it was, it was raining the whole match, and it wasn't just light rain; it was heavy rain. It was heavy rain. You know, yeah. you know it's heavy rain when you're watching it and you see the camera getting water drop, drops on it. That's yeah, when you know it's wet. Correct. Yeah, but it was. Um, yeah, it was sloppy. It was. Uh, I don't know. It was just a bad game in general to watch. It was a bad game for a multi as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was way off on my multi last night. <laughs> a few yeah. things didn't come to fruition, like Dangerfield not getting 20. How often yeah. does that happen? <laughs> it never happens. I know. It was ridiculous. It was, yeah, bad night. I think my, it was three goals kicked by halfway through the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and ridiculous. I, I, you know, not that it's all about me and my multi, but I had Matt's having it for two goals. And yeah. You know, Freo kicked two goals for the whole game. You know, yeah. he had one of them, but yeah. still, like, you know, they kicked two for the whole game and I had one yeah. play to do. So it just goes to show that, you know, how how easily a wet weather game can sort of change everything. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it's a game to forget and it's definitely a game we can skip past. So we'll go straight to the votes for that one. Well, just quickly, actually, we'll cut you off. <laughs> one thing I do think can't be skipped past okay. is why on earth Tom Hawkins thought it was okay to take his shorts yeah. off and throw them into the crowd walking down the ramp. That is bizarre. Never seen that. Who does he think he is Zoolander when he yeah. takes his jocks off with his pants? You know what I mean? And then he walks down the ramp with his jocks off. How is that okay? <sighs> that was... I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like it. And think about this. He was running around. It mm. was wet. Those would have been the most disgusting oh. pair of shorts to have to take home with you. And someone wanted them? Did someone ask for him or is he just, just throwing them over? Well, like? I'm not sure. I mean, someone probably is a joke said, Doris, your shorts. I, I, that's the only scenario I can think that would have made him think, this would be a good idea. That's bizarre. I find that. And he was sing, singing the song in his jocks. They should have kept him out of the circle for that. <laughs> that talk about social distancing. Oh god, he had a good night though. I think he kicked three goals, didn't he? Kicked Which three pretty goals. good in that, in that kicked, weather. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, two of them were off the ground, so the yeah, two of them were off the ground. But yeah, he's still but for got, a big guy. Yeah, yeah, he was still around it a fair bit, which is good. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? His three goals lets him lets him off the hook for taking his pants off. No, probably not. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> but no, we will get to the votes for that game. <laughs> uh, we go one vote to Andrew Brayshaw, who's having a very good year. Two votes to Mitch Duncan and three votes to Cam Guthrie. So that's round eight done and dusted. It was a um, it was a, a really as I've said really good round. Really, uh, there a lot of close games, um, and yeah, a lot of things to emerge from that. But yeah, as we've been doing lately, well, as we start as we said from last week, we're we're going to combine the the two rounds together, considering um, the amount of games that are getting played at the moment. So 
We're going to do our round nine preview as well, which does start on Wednesday night between the Bulldogs and Richmond. This is at Metricon Stadium and five-day turnaround for the Tigers. Yeah, and well, I know Richmond have been given a bit of a bad draw for these 20 games in a row. We've got a five-day turnaround, a four-day turnaround, and another five days. So we're playing a lot of games, but... I think this is a great opportunity for Richmond to sort of, you know, I mean, we had a, win, a loss last week. We probably should have won, you know, you know, only a few days to turn it around and get back and have another chance to get a win. So I think this would be a great chance for them to lift. I mean, Richmond's key forwards have been in the media a lot this week as well. Tom I have. Jack Reed, yeah. well, well, just for their lack of performance, I guess. I mean, the, I mean, both key midfielders, uh, forwards, not <laughs> yeah. midfielders. I'd be worried if they were midfielders. <laughs> key, key forwards, you know, probably yeah. two of the best in the game you normally, and they can't seem to kick goals, Yeah, which is your main job as a forward. So, I know. I mean, the delivery, mind you, probably hasn't been as clean as it normally has, but I just feel like, I don't know, I don't know what the problem is down there. I feel like they'll sort it out, whatever it is, when we get some maturity back inside with Cochin coming back in this week, but... Yeah, I don't know. It'll be an interesting challenge, especially coming up against the dogs who are looking to make it three in a row and push into the top four. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think um, Do you think Tom Lynch is affected by his broken hand uh, or finger, whatever it is? I, I don't think so. I don't think – I feel like – because it's not – He. I mean, mind you, like I know last week especially he had two defenders on him every time he went up for the ball, mm. so that doesn't help. But it's his kicking as well. Like he got a free kick early in the game against the Giants and it was a relatively easy kick and – it never looked like going through. And it's yeah. opportunities like that you can't waste, yeah. especially in games against good sides. So yeah. I don't know if it's just the goal kicking. I don't know what it, if it's a confidence issue at the moment. I'm not sure what it yeah, is. But yeah. okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's his hand. I think it's just maybe a mental thing at the moment. They need to sort of get over that hurdle and yeah, yeah move forward from it. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, coming up against the dogs, it's not going to be an easy week to do so. Did you say Cochin was back? Cochin, the Tigers, yeah, they've said Cochin's back. So that's yeah. huge. And then I don't think he'll be in... Um, every game for these next 20 with, you know, soft tissue injuries and stuff like that. They're going to try and monitor him. But he's yep. back this week, which we need. Definitely. We need desperately. We've got a few players that are underperforming at the moment, which when you've got a few players that are injured and not available, that that hurts. Yeah, sure. Because then, you know, it's really testing your depth. Yeah. Um, but I think we've got the numbers to cover it, and it'll just be interesting to see how we go against a dog side that's, although been inconsistent, they're looking pretty good at the moment. Yeah, they are. Yeah, as I said, they've... Uh... They've looked good the last couple of weeks and they've beaten some good opponents too. So they they are looking like the team that, that, that everyone predicted them to be this season as well. So, yeah, definitely. Or since yeah. that big loss against Carlton, they've really turned yeah, it around. So exactly right. It's a big wake-up call. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to tip the dogs just. Yeah. I, just. I think I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Tigers. We are favourites at the moment. I just think with Cochin back, it might make a difference for us and... We were so close last week. I just think if we miss those easy shots that we missed, we should yeah. get over the line. I'm going to say, yeah, but same as you, just. Yeah. I can't see it being a blowout in any means. I think Tigers just. Yeah, I think it'll be a very close game this one. It'll be good. Yeah, I mean, that, that starts, so that, that Wednesday night game starts the uh, the 20 days of footy, doesn't it? Well, which is great, because yeah. only yesterday, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Yesterday, we had the game on a Monday, yeah. one day off, and then we're straight back it's in great. the weekend. I'm so loving this, it. This is the last day without footy for nearly three weeks. Yeah. yeah, but do you reckon the quality of football is going to drop now because there's too many close turnarounds or do you think it would be about the same? Potentially. Um, I think teams will definitely rotate some players through. Mm. Um, some players will be managed, but I don't know. I think I think the players are going to enjoy it. I mean, they're in the hubs. You know, they've got nothing else to do. They just want to play. Yeah, they? they just want to get out there yeah. and do what they do best. Yeah, so I think it would be fine, hopefully, anyway. Fingers crossed. Um, Thursday night, we've got Melbourne and Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Port looking to bounce back after their... Shock loss, some would say, to St Kilda. Yeah, probably a yeah. shock loss, especially down in Port. Yeah. Um, so you definitely think so. And they're flying back up to Queensland, so they're not at home anymore. Yeah. 
That's playing true. together. So yeah. and D's, you know, had a close loss. They'd probably hoping to not I'd say bounce back, but you know, they played really well, so hopefully continue yeah. that form and who knows? Yeah, I think this would maybe be really pinch, tight. Maybe pinch one of Port. Yeah, I think this would be really tight. Yeah, it just shows Porter Porter definitely gettable. I mean, like they should have lost to Carlton the week before and then Saints, you know, smashed them on the weekend. So I think they're definitely gettable. Uh, whether that loss probably wakes them up a bit, who knows? I feel like yeah. it will. I still, as although as good as Melbourne's, you know, as much as they've improved and players like Clayton Oliver, Petrarca, Max Gorn, as much as they've all lifted, I still don't see Port losing. Yeah, I still think Port will win. Um, but I think Melbourne will make it a fair contest. Which you're hopefully, definitely. because it's a Thursday night, they've got the primetime spot. Yeah. So it'd be good to see <laughs> yeah, them have yeah. a good game. Well, I mean, I guess every game is almost considered primetime at the moment because they're all, you know... <laughs> It's all, week. True, it's all yeah. week, so I don't know if yeah. you consider it prime time anymore, but they're the only game on for the night, so we'll all be watching. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Port and a close one there. Uh, Friday night, well, Friday afternoon, really, in Perth, um, we've got Carlton and Hawthorne. Um, Hawthorne are desperate for a win. They've been pretty average the last few weeks. Yeah, they've been yeah. poor. They've been real poor. Yeah, we're sort of waiting for them to, you know, steal a win somewhere, um, just because just it's Hawthorne. You just sort of expect it, but... I think they're just at that stage now where they're they're not that Hawthorne anymore, and they they just need to accept the fact that they're they're pretty average. Yeah, yeah. I, they can't hold on to past success at the moment. Yeah. A lot of the players that got them there have moved on. I mean, you still got a couple, Sean Bergwijn for one, who yeah. arguably shouldn't be there this weekend after he's another another dangerous tackle he laid. But escaped another lucky one, didn't he? Escaped another one. I feel yeah. like they might be playing favourites there a little bit, yeah. but won't get into that. But yeah, no, I think Hawthorne are definitely desperate for a win and. I reckon the way they'll come out against the Blues this week will probably show how desperate they are because I yeah. feel like they, they will come out pretty aggressively. Yeah, for sure. Um, Carlton goes in as favourites again, which, again, makes me very nervous. Um, but I think it's it's definitely a game Carlton should win and I think equally Carlton should should bounce back. I mean, they didn't play their best footy against North. They sort of just they won ugly and, and got the job done. So I think Carlton will be looking to improve on last week. and. Um, I do think this will be a, a really good game, though. I don't think Hawthorne will, will get blown out. I don't think Clarkson will allow it to happen, but I do think Carlton will win. Um, and it'll be interesting to see you know, the treatment Cripps gets this week, too, whether they go after him or whether the umpires look after him. I feel like they won't go after him. It's the, the way the umpires react to clubs letting them know what's happening. I mean, look at just what Alistair Clarkson said about the holding the ball rule. Yeah. And now it's, you know, it's turned into the worst thing that could yeah, happen for the game. It's but, true. you know, I think if, with Carlton going to the AFL, they'll the umpires in particular and, you know, saying, hey, listen up. I think yeah. Hawthorne are smarter than to, you know, drag Crips to the ground every time, every contest. Because yeah. I know they're going to get penalised because the AFL are aware of it now. So I don't think Hawthorne really sort of play that game anyway. Well, not Never. usually. But then, yeah. I, same as some of the other clubs I've seen play against, I wouldn't have thought normally do that. But I guess... They've seen it work, so... Yeah, correct. So, no, we'll see what happens. I do think the Blues will win. I think it'll be a pretty close game. Hawthorne will definitely show something, and um, yeah, I think Carlton just... Yeah, I'm going to tip the Blues as well. The yeah. form Hawthorne's in, I can't see them winning. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, so just after this game, we've got Essendon and Brisbane at Metricon. Um, Dylan Shields back for the Bombers, so that's a big in for them. Um, but I still... Yeah. The Bombers are looking shaky after last week. And yeah, oh, they'll, they'll be so excited to have Dylan Shield back. Like you said, that star power they were sort of lacking for a couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, they just look, yeah, like you said, shaky is probably the best word to describe them at the moment. And Brisbane is looking good. I mean, they had a tight one last week. But, yeah, they're, they're just looking good at the moment, especially yeah. with players like Lockie Neal and, and Charlie Cameron in such good form. I'm, I'm going to have to tip Brisbane to beat the Bombers here. Yeah, I think Brisbane for me. I think they'll win quite comfortably. I think they'll, they'll bounce back after a... Not their best performance anyway, last week. 
Um, Saturday, we've got North Melbourne and Adelaide at Metricon. <laughs> battle, of, battle of the bottom. Battle this of is. the bottom. Well, I'm actually tipping this to be a really good game. Yep. Because I think both are well, I mean, both have shown that they're at similar abilities at the moment in terms of their the way they've been playing. And I don't know. I think North probably need to win this a bit more than Adelaide, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know, but Adelaide seem to be in better form, to be yeah, honest, my, don't they? Well, Adelaide have played against some decent sides yeah. and just lost. So, yeah. yeah, Adelaide are definitely in better form. Um, but, I mean, if North Melbourne really want to show that they're not as bad as they've been looking, they, they can't lose this. No, nah, I think I think North should win this. They should. But, yeah, I guess, like Adelaide, their last two games, and their, their last two competitive games have been at home, and they're away from home this time. So yeah. um, I think this puts it into North's favour. Um, I mean, in saying that, like North weren't too bad last week as well against Carlton, so they'll, they'll, they did show a bit. It's just um, immaturity that really lost them the game against Carlton correct. last week. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely there. And does it hurt that Adelaide have to f- travel? Because I think North already in Queensland, aren't they? Yeah, so North don't have to move. No. Um, yes, yeah, so I think Adelaide are doing the fly-in, fly-out where they'd probably come up at 5 a.m. that morning. Yeah. So that, that could affect them. Um, but, yeah, I think North will win this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tipping North as well. Yeah. Later that day, we've got St Kilda and Sydney at the Gabba. Saints, uh, yeah, this is this is a big chance for them to consolidate a top four spot. Well, this is a good chance because the good teams will knock off the you know teams like Sydney, who yeah. aren't awful, but they're not they're not really a good. Yeah, side. or they're a team that they're expected to beat. Yeah, and yeah. and for them, they really if they want to you know solidify themselves as a good side, they need to knock Sydney off, and, and not by three points. They no. need to, they need to do it properly, and I I think they will. Yeah, they need to learn from that loss that they had against Freo. Yeah, exactly. Weeks ago. You can't yeah. take your foot off the pedal. And yeah. I mean, looking straight down the barrel of a top four spot, um, I can't see them not coming out firing. Yeah, for sure. Um, been saying that, yeah. The Swans did come off a great win, but I still think the Saints would be too strong there. Um, West Coast and Geelong on the Saturday night. This would be a, a beauty. I reckon. Well, if it doesn't rain, that is. <laughs> We're Geelong playing the rain. <laughs> That's true. But uh, no, this should be well one of the matches of the round almost, yeah. you'd think. Um, but West Coast are just, the way they've been, or well, the way they've yeah. played, I just, if they do that to Geelong, I don't know if Geelong will keep up with them. Yeah. I mean, Geelong, you know, they, it is hard to say because they, they're missing, they are missing some some star power. Well, they're, was, they're missing Ablett, Selwood, yeah. um, Jack Stephen, yeah. um, someone else as well in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're missing a few. Yeah, they're um, missing a lot of a lot of experience. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, think it, Eagles would be too strong. Yeah, yeah. especially back at Optus as well. Um, yeah, Eagles, you can't see losing that one. Yeah, and I think if the Eagles have another, you know, ten goal win, then look out. <laughs> yeah, then, then they'll definitely hundred yeah. percent. There'll be no doubt on them anymore. They're yeah. like favourites for sure. Uh, Sunday, we've got Gold Coast and GWS. I think this is a massive game, isn't I reckon, it? I reckon this is big. This is this huge. Is, well, if Suns win, do they play finals? That's finals for them. Yeah. yeah. You'd think so, wouldn't yeah. you? They're just... And I think I almost think they will be able to get the win over the Giants. Giants, they're still, like I said earlier, they're missing a couple of players at the moment and they're not playing spectacular footy compared to their normal standards. Yeah. I mean, players like Toby Green are obviously doing miraculous things, but... Yeah. You know, Gold Coast in their you know in their own right have been doing great as well. So I think it'll be a really tight contest. Um, yeah. And it's at Metricon. Yeah. I've, I think the Suns are going to win. Yeah. I'm going to tip them. I'm I'm yeah. tipping as well. I'm going down the limb. I mean, you'd think Jedevers will be favourites, but I'm tipping the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really want to see a good. Uh, well, I want to see Toby Green at one end and Isaac Rankin oh, at the other. That'd be good to go, see. Goal for it? goal. That'd be great to Isaac see. Isaac Rankin kicks it straight yeah. this week. It'd be unreal. Yeah. No, I'm tipping the Suns and yeah. I, 
I hope they win because if they do, that'll put them back in the eight, and I think they're going to play finals. For the first time, they've never yep. played finals. Never they? played so finals. This would be great yep. for them. Yeah, for sure. The other game on the Sunday is between Fremantle and Collingwood at Optus Stadium. I think Pies will be breathing fire after getting embarrassed last week, won't they? Well, they can't. They can't lose it again, can they? After that, but nah. they they were well. They were embarrassed. Had their pants pulled down. They did. They absolutely. <laughs> and did. unlike Tom Hawkins, it wasn't deliberately <laughs> so. Um, exactly. And with side bottom back in for the Pies too. Um, yeah. Yeah. That they'll be they'll be ready to fire. I reckon well, against Freo. Is that was Pen- Penderbury's out for? Is it a month? Yeah, a month. That's so there, there goes your skipper. Yeah. Who's that big? is huge. Yeah, I think that really affected him too on on the weekend. Um, but yeah, side bottom back is is going to help a lot, and I think he's going to be. Back with a purpose too. Oh, he has to, doesn't he? Yeah. He's really going to sort of prove his worth again. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I think this would be a comfortable win for the Pies. I, I, I can't see him losing. I can definitely see him bouncing back in a big way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, as we said, they're, they're, uh, even after last week, they're still a good side. Yeah, they are. Yeah. You know, I know West Coast day. are probably favourites at the moment, but they're not far behind West Coast. No. Nah. You know, so yeah, that, they'll bounce back big time and, you know, get a pretty comfortable win over Freo, I think. I think so. Yeah. But um, one thing I will mention about Collingwood as well, and for those who aren't, I highly encourage you to check out the YouTube video for this episode because Collingwood players have been known to have a lot of uh, bleached blonde hair, which as if you're watching a YouTube video, you'll see today that, Marcus, you've done the same sort of thing. you followed the trend. You're looking like Eminem at the moment. <laughs> an, Itali- an Italian Eminem. That's not the first time someone's called me Slim Shady. That's for sure. <laughs> Tell you what, the black hoodie, that you're looking yeah. pretty hip-hoppy at the moment. No, nah, yeah. Definitely the Collingwood players were my inspiration. I was going to say, is that what inspired you for Especially that? Jack Crisp. Jack Crisp, yeah. yeah he's, he's always been my idol. You've <laughs> always looked up to him. I think yeah. you're older than him, aren't you? How's <laughs> that having an idol uh, that's younger than you? Uh, no, it looks good. It looks yeah, good. no, just a bit of fun. Um, obviously, being in, in lockdown at the moment, it's a good time to ch- try new things and I feel like I've got it out of my system, know what it looks like now, and I probably won't do it again. Probably won't do it again. No. Well, I envy the fact that you're able to grow hair long enough to dye your hair, so, so I shouldn't be taking, poking too many jokes at you. But moving on. Uh, moving on. Anyway, but yeah, check out the YouTube video if you are if you want to see my bleach blonde hair. Um, but yeah, just a bit of fun, and um, that's probably the last time you'll, you'll see it. Um, all right, so the debate question for, for this episode is, who do you think will win the Com medal this season? I know it's a very tight race and there's a lot of players on that list that, you know, aren't really well weren't definitely weren't considered for it no. at the start of the season. Well, there's so many different types of players too. Like normally small forwards aren't even in the conversation, but I think yeah. Papley's leading at the moment. You've got Papley up there, you know, Dan Butler's up there. Um Charlie Cameron's up Charlie there. Charlie Cameron. And then you know, and then you got your Dixons, your Kennedys, yeah. uh, there's so many different players that are in the mix and because yeah. not many goals are being kicked. I mean, apart from Kennedy booting seven and Toby Green kicking four. Toby Green is in there as well. Yep. Him kicking five and, you know, all that. Um, not many not many big bags this year, so it's, it's a really close tally. It is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come right down to the wire, um, and it's not going to be a big score either. No, I don't it? think anyone's yeah. kicking 100 goals this no, year. Absolutely not. I think they'll be lucky to get 50, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be, it's going to be tight. Um, but, yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll post that on our Instagram story and just let us know who you think, and um, we'll, we'll share some of the – some of the players that you bring up, and um, I don't know who do you, who do you think is going to take it out? Oh, well, I mean, like I said earlier, with Tom Papley's consistency, he's kicking at least one goal a game, and he's done it for a certain amount of time. I, I, unless Kennedy keeps kicking bags like he is, I think Papley's probably going to win it. Yep. 
Yeah. And I mean, unlike our last debate, someone uh, chimed in. I don't think Steven Seagal is going to win it. Unlikely to win it. Yeah. yeah. He might yeah. get an Earl Australian, but I don't think he's going to win the common medal. So we'll leave him out of the combo yeah. this, this I'd time. I'd say he's he's very unlikely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip Charlie Cameron. Yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's just he's something special. Well, he's electric, he's, isn't he? Oh, see the goal he kicked on the weekend. <laughs> oh my god, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a, I think he he can do it, especially in playing in a good team like Brisbane. I think he'll uh. I think it will take it out, but yeah, let us know on our on our Instagram story, and um, we'll, we'll share some of the some of the players that you mentioned. But that is us done for an, uh, another episode. It's uh, it's been good, another long one, another condensed one. It's uh, again, we've had a lot to talk about this season. It's just throwing up a lot of things. Well, it's been good. It gives us plenty to talk about, and uh, we definitely have to adapt with the times, we especially do. with what's happening with the league at the moment. So, playing it week by week at the moment, but I think we're just doing the one for next week. We are, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so it's the one next week, and we'll we'll be doing that pretty much until <laughs> until the AFL rounds go back to normal. Yeah. Really, yeah. So with the games being on almost every, well, yeah, every day for the next three weeks, we're just gonna have to cram uh, the review and preview into one episode, and um, I think it's it's working well. Everyone seems to be enjoying it, so um, we'll we'll keep doing that. But yeah, make sure as we say every week, just make sure you leave us a review. Um, on Spotify, on iTunes, and on YouTube. Um, yeah, we appreciate all the support that you've been giving us, and we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, it means the absolute world, and um, yeah, please keep them rolling in, and uh, make sure you share them with your friends as well, because um, yeah, we're 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 trying our absolute best here to give you the best content available, and um, yeah, it means a lot to uh to get all your positive feedback. Um, and pardon the pun, but we work, we work best under pressure. We do. So the more people we have listening, the, the better we'll we perform. We love the pressure. The better we'll perform. So, yeah, definitely share it around with your friends and get as many people listening as possible. You've recycled that gag. I've recycled out. that gag. <laughs> I've used it a couple of times now. I've used it a couple of times now. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's us done for this week. And uh, have a great week. Enjoy the, the 20 days of footy. And we hope your team wins. <laughs>